0: hey everybody welcome back to the beginner baking podcast my name is matt sorry another long absence i've been doing quite a bit of work lately trying to get things ready for the holidays so it's been a little crazy i haven't really been able to get out to the office to do a recording so My bad. I have been able to do a little bit of baking. I have run into quite a few pitfalls. Uh, Some things that I can maybe shed some light on because I'll say this. Initially, when I was working with bread, um, it was during the summer. Warmer, uh, slightly more humid. The last few weeks, it being colder, I tried to do the, the makeshift proofing box in the oven, and initially, with the babka, it worked out. It was fine. Um, it ended up rising exactly how much I needed it to, didn't over-rise, didn't overproof, which was the problem that I ran into later on. After the babka, I would made a uh, pan cubano, French bread, challah, and I also worked with the pineapple buns, that it's one of my family favorites. And something that I discovered was that when I was using the proofing box, um, I didn't keep as close of an eye on it as I should have. And as a result, the bread was overproofing. as in it was proofing too quickly. What would happen was, um, I would allow it to rise, rise beyond the point at which the yeast could sustain. The, the bread ended up deflating, so my pan cubano was all right. Um, I think maybe because I didn't give it as much time, maybe because the, the boiling water that I poured in for the proofing box wasn't, maybe it wasn't as hot. It was a little flat, but still soft, still edible. It just ended up being a bit flatter than I would have liked, a bit wider than it is tall. But when I reached the French bread, it ended up being... Basically, it, it felt as though it had melted in the oven. I, I would normally expect the yeast to make it rise, and then as I bake it, it rises a little bit more. But this time, the French bread just kind of lay there and then continued to sink. When I tried to eat it, it was very tough, very dense. It felt like chewing gum, (laughs) so that wasn't great. Um, It wasn't until I reached the pineapple buns that I realized, okay, this must be why because I'd let it rise and I guess with the temperature and humidity in the box not being as controlled as I should have done um, the the buns were able to rise that first proofing and then when I separated it out into different portions it rose again but once I needed to take them out for the topping that was when I could see a very noticeable deflation um, I had unfortunately stretched the yeast beyond the point, beyond the duration that it could have sustained, especially at those, in those conditions. After seeing this, I imagine that's probably what happened with my French bread, probably what partially happened with my pancubano, and then I decided to, I decided to decrease the proofing time. I decided to give it a shot, try again with shorter time, since... I had to deal with those conditions and it was great we rebounded (laughs) uh in a good way uh so i've learned my lesson now if you're using a proofing box make sure that you keep track of the temperature and keep an eye on things a lot of times if someone is keeping is if someone gives the direction to allow it to rise at room temperature for a certain amount of time make adjustments Based on what you see, keep tabs on it so you don't let the dough, uh, you don't let the yeast go beyond what it would like to do. Finally, when I did the Hala, sorry, I, I mentioned all those and then I hit all these pitfalls, roller coaster ride right here. But when I reached the Hala, um, I felt like I had learned my lesson. And so I kept a close eye on it, tried my best to make sure it didn't rise too much still rose a little bit more than i would have liked but it uh, thankfully at the very least it didn't sink and so i ended up with a nice nice crust a nice i mean much bigger hala than i would have liked so maybe i should have just stopped allowing it to rise at some point but it was still pretty good and (laughs) i will say in this case it was still very soft with a nice like crisp crust on the outside, I am um, mildly crisp. Also, I do want to mention that with the challah, uh, something came up the day of, and I did a little bit of research, and I found out that a lot of times, if time isn't a major constraint, you can use the refrigerator to proof. And it looks like the conversion rate is essentially 12 hours in the fridge, Per one hour of room temperature proofing. And so it ended up being a lifesaver. Because I allowed it to proof for an hour. And an emergency came up. So I was thinking, oh crap, is this bread done for? Are we, is this what's going on? But I threw it in the fridge. I googled. And it said that refrigerating proofing is effective too. So I gave it a shot bread turned out great. I'm gonna give the uh, refrigerator proofing for 24 hours a try next time and I'll report back but uh, in conclusion keep an eye on your temperature so that you don't end up overproofing your dough like I did for effectively two and a half breads (laughs) and try refrigerated proofing um from what i was seeing a lot of people seem to like the flavors that developed over a slower proofing time and i mean it's even if you don't prefer it cuz i can imagine if you're making bread maybe you want it done that day maybe you want it done immediately in which case all right but if something comes up it's a good tool to have in your back pocket so uh thank you so much for listening thank you for your patience Um, Hopefully I'll be back again soon, Uh, not so much of a delay, but you've been listening to the Beginner Baking Podcast. I've been your host, Matt. Uh, Thank you so much, and uh, peace out.